everyone and welcome to Globalize Asia. Support for this podcast comes from Royal Beans Chocolates. Royal Beans is based out of Bangalore, India and specializes in Belgian chocolates infused with exciting flavors like masala chai, cappuccino, berry blast, walnut marble and many more. You can gift these special crafted chocolates to your loved ones in India by visiting their website www.royalbeans.in. Use the promotional code GLA10 to get 10% discount off your order. Thank you. Hi everyone and welcome to Globalize Asian. Few of the challenges a startup faces in the market are to raise the seed capital, company registration, tax structure, accounting, etc. Venture capitalists not just help raise the much needed capital for the startups but also add value to overall much needed business acumen for their growth. We are talking to one such VC firm in London called JPIN. Co-founders Nayan and Gaurav have set up a dedicated fund for startups connecting UK India corridor. Let's find out their story of setting up the company and the fund serving a very lucrative corridor for investors and tech entrepreneurs. So hi Gaurav and Nayan, welcome to Globalization. As a venture capitalist, you meet up with various startups in the UK and uh, understand their business ideas, their plans, their proposition before you decide to mentor or invest on uh, capital into their business. Um, these startups are predominantly focusing on the UK-India corridor. Um, tell us a bit more about your company. Oh great, okay. So thanks for having us, Gagan and Vatsala. It's, uh, so JPIN, um, was co-founded by Nayan Gala and I about 2010. We started together in Aberdeen, right? So uh, we were the top two students. Let's not debate who was the top and the second, right? So I was the first one. Okay. So uh, uh, is that on record? <laughs> Will you see the facts now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's uh, so we um, and again you know, did um, uh, international business and you know, so we came from that background and we all we then eventually went into. Uh, our own avenues and jobs. You know, I was working for a company who looked at pension funds, family offices, looked at a lot of casinos globally, law firms. Right. And, um, and you know, Nayan uh, comes from, yeah. he went into gold. Yeah, I think, uh, so just step back a little bit on uh, how JPM was formed. Um, in terms of um, the businesses that we were both into, I, I come from a real estate family background. Um, so what happened is that Gaurav, as he mentioned, he was one of the top students and so was, <laughs> top you know, and, and so was I. So what happened is that while he was in London doing what he was trying to do, I was doing my own business and as well as I was working with some very large businesses in Scotland. And uh, we both had a lot of business connections as well. Uh, and that's when, you know, um, Gaurav asked me to come one day to London and, uh, and we met uh, in Green Park and we sat down and we were discussing, you know, that, you know, what are we, what are we doing? Like, you know, we're both working in these large MNCs and we're doing a good job, but do we want to continue doing this? And that's when we decided, why don't we start our own business? We both have good experience and why don't we start something? Because, you know, we both have some connection mm. uh, and we want to do something different than the usual audience. And that's when, you know, we formed JPIN with the thought process that, you know, we want to serve uh, India but at the same time be in the UK as well and become part of the UK business and UK financial structure. And that's how the whole idea th- started. 
and then from there on you know we have just been focusing on the india uk corridor and been expanding globally yeah and i think see also uh, you know we come from a we are indians and right? so we and we are from business backgrounds or eventually you build up you know all your friends and connections right so you everyone is doing well so what we wanted to do we want to capitalize that and but just do something on our own right you know it was like mm-hmm. a, obviously you know the job market at that time was was um the financial crisis and all these things so we wanted to take we gave it a punt and uh, you know with god's grace i th- i think uh, the other reason why we also went came to this idea in the first place of doing something like a fund so maybe we come to the fund story as well i think it's a long answer but um what happened was because i come from a business family um i have seen a lot of business connections who are really good solid businesses in india but they don't know how to expand outside india Uh, the first generation has done really well settled and set up the business which is now let's say a 1000 crore business or even larger but then they don't know what to do after that and you know we, when we came to uk we saw that you know businesses over here get like you know get funding so easily uh, they can expand so quickly and you know there's so much avenues here which people don't know the western world is enjoying so much more benefits yeah. which are not available in in the developing countries and that's where we thought that you know we can make that difference by not just going to these larger mncs who already know a lot about everything but we go and target these real businesses which are doing well and help them expand and that's how you know we got into mna trying to like you know find businesses and help them with growth strategies and that was the formation of jpin as yeah. an idea and then a business yeah and eventually again with god's grace you know we now have six offices um, uh, across our group um three of them focus on uh, strategic advice you know financial advice we have a really broad i would say private equity vc family office network right who is always looking for good opportunity but as part of mna as well mm. and the other side you know looks uh, uh, helps more on trade finance activities so let's understand a little bit more about your setup i think it's it's important to know for anyone who's listening what the criteria are where you look for you know where, where you look to give funding um you know what what are, what are like i don't know three overarching points when someone comes to you asking for money if i can put it that simply yeah. and you think right this is a worthy proposition for us and them so if we don't mind taking a step back i think on that particular point it's important to understand so we set up this fund mm-hmm. the jpn tech fund uh, uh a few months back and we even issued a few companies so just again to very important to understand the thesis why we did Right, the, the big gap that's there. So um, the, the Asian Euro corridor, especially and more specifically the UK India corridor, is amongst the most vibrant for startups. And we've been doing, as Nayan said, a lot of activity in the startup world for a few years now. We've looked at thousands of startups, you know, and and, and you know, advised many, many uh, with different things. Now, firstly, startups. I think it's it's a great thing that people venture out. but usually they are passionate about either tech or something they don't understand that you need a commercial uh, acumen for that you need to go to market you need you know all these different components come together to really make it a success right and everyone lacks these things so where we come in because we've helped so many we have experience in growth strategy we help firstly bridge the gaps by finding the right people or strategic alliances or right guidance mm-hmm. right? and I'll, I'll i'll come in a second on one of the examples where you know this company which we gave advice earlier ages ago um is now the top third you know the top 3 in india 
in terms of consumer services right so the kind of you know the 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 strategic tactical advice we give but the fund was set up to serve the indo uk corridor um so top 10 country we did research last year so top 10 countries uh were us was the biggest uh number one with 25000 startups last year uh second was india with 5000 then was uk but eventually in the top 10 7 were asian countries mm-hmm. right hong kong hong kong singapore so and so which by default meant that tech and asian listen right and i i'm a techie and you know again silicon valley as we understand mm. is 50 to 60% percent Asians, tech you know uh, an asian asian that so as a basic thesis is that if i'm investing into a tech company if there is an asian entrepreneur generally or an focus on the asian market then that is something that will generally do better than others right, right. not a prejudice but again you know that is a statistic and 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 also just to add to that is that Uh, you know when gorov mentioned about the stats on um, uk and us being like you know top hubs for tech as well as india so what has happened is generally if you look at the overall markets uh, in terms of startup world you see a lot of startups you know in india that they grow and they go straight to us mm-hmm. or uh, you see a lot of uk startups when they grow they go to us or they go to other european uh, economies uh, but uh, very few startups think about india uh so from uk there are a lot of good startups they can actually go to india not just as a market but also for support for growing the businesses there as well uh from you know just building the technology to you know doing many other things as a service platform uh as well as getting actual clients who can uh, who can use their product uh, a lot of businesses don't think about it so that's one definitely an angle that we are looking at uh, so a lot of good businesses from here that can grow in india uh like you know right now there is couple of businesses that we are talking to which are into financial services and you know um again we can't talk about the names right now but if you imagine like you know some of the top startups um if they went into india the current size that they are at they would quadruple that immediately you know so that is the kind of market that we can look at provided there is right access and support structure right. which we help If a business does well in mm. India, there's it's it's a no brainer that it's going to do well. The the market, the population, everything. Yes. However, um, wh- you know, wh- where has the perception changed, or where do you think it needs to change? Where there is that perception that um, I go to the US, I get a much more conducive environment to grow my business, like you just pointed out. Mm. So can we put these into tangible points as absolutely. to why? Absolutely, absolutely. So again, US. So so Silicon Valley is the biggest for startups in the world. the second biggest uh, uh, hub for startups is actually east london in the world then comes bangalore so the uk government is going crazy in terms of providing all kind of incentives to for startups to raise money easily and for investors to invest money with much less exposure than they would typically do in a normal right, right? so there are seis schemes eis schemes and bunch of other schemes so the uk government i think last year eis raised around 2 billion right mm-hmm. so so uk is actually a really nurturing corridor for startups especially you know again so so we said you know indo uk corridor we are investing in mm-hmm. a lot of indian entrepreneurs come to the uk i mean you know uh, uh, mayor sabir khan so he had a um an initiative where you know they identified a lot of uh, startups and brought them here on an ongoing basis you know we uh, sponsored this event with fikki with the indian high commission and there were you know 2025 startups that specifically traveled here 
again last week we were at an event so so this people have been raising money from here for a while and this more and more is becoming that hot spot especially because of this is a great market to get across access to europe but also and a central middle point that also gives access to the us market as well okay right because otherwise between india and the us the time zones and all these so you always need a central point mm. and the environment is really thriving for startups to come in you know set up base here and i think um, just to add to that um, that uk becomes an important perspective for a lot of people who are investing into startups as well so you know why do indian uh, businesses go to us uh, is because you know a lot of ha- what has happened is there are a lot of uh, incubators and accelerators that have started there and have become really big and then they have gone from us to india um, but then what has happened is in in the in in uk there has not been a lot of promotion of it but there has been a lot of growth because uk actually serves a lot of european startups so therefore you know they didn't really have a need to go and market it elsewhere and therefore you know it is very well served between the uk and european corridor uh, but i think as in now when you know we are kind of promoting this everyone is kind of you know uh, understanding that actually there's a great potential and they can come and mm. spend the same amount of time in the in the uk and uh, you know get the exact same benefits mm. and the other advantage that a lot of indian startups also get is that you know once they come to uk uh, and set up here then obviously they have access to funds but then they suddenly you know have uh, the lot of other funds from across the world have access to them mm. because a lot of times what happens is when you are just in india then it becomes difficult for investors to invest uh, in india itself due to whatever reasons the way they set up the mm-hmm. fund or whatever right. but investing in the uk in a uk startup it becomes much more easier very trusted in- economy right. Mm-hmm. right so you uk was uk london was london 200 years ago Yeah. I think unless something drastic happens, it'll stay London, which is prime. Yeah. And London has, statistically, I'm not sure what the numbers are, but if not the biggest amount of uh, fund distribution, you know, amongst the biggest in the mm. world, right? So, investor investor money is sitting here to invest into all kinds of projects around the world, right? Mm. And so, so that potential is crazy. Talking about investor money, I think <clears throat> one of the things that I want to understand is that the fund that you said you've created. uh specifically looking after these tech startups so yeah. to speak yeah. um these funds proprietary belongs to jpin because of the other strands or pillars within the jpin group where you're earning mna fees etc and then you have some uh, i don't know carve out money that you are putting into that fund or there are underlying customers who are actually investing behind those funds so okay great question so let me come to the again the thesis of why the fund was set up right so we are answering the previous question of what do we invest into this is important we invest into uh, any tech right tech tech enabled any kind of tech uh, consumer education logistics uh, so i think AI. maybe a good example would be just so that everyone who yeah, is listening yeah. understands yeah, 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 yeah. that um, you know we would invest in a business like uber uber is a simple uh, taxi business but it is tech enabled mm. and therefore it has become scalable and become giant right so that is a great business uh, simple similarly airbnb it's a simple rental business uh, but it is again tech enabled which makes it accessible globally sure. therefore it's a tech business in property and therefore you know uh, it's a great business and yeah. so similarly we're looking at similar themes 
where you know a simple business which is not like you know uh, going to change the world completely but if 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 you apply the right amount of technology it can be scalable and it can like you know really create a uh, solve a lot of problems the real problems we we are not looking for something which is a good to have you know what we're trying to look at is something which is a real problem that we are trying to solve so you know when someone comes up with an app which is you know okay we can create a fancy artwork on the mug um, okay maybe it's a good one to have but is it really going to solve my problem no so you know we are looking at something which is a real need and is a real problem that is troubling a lot of people and if it can solve that then that's the kind of thing and someone who is not looking to again you know um, buy everything right you know i'm not looking to buy cars i'm not looking to buy sure. hotels properties right the fund so that way asset light means that you are you know a few people like i give the example of whatsapp hmm 50 people right and scalable right so but and if i give an example like of bro for you for instance right that this is exactly the, 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 the i should be an answer so bro for you uh, very young guys average age between i think so 18 to 26 and average between 20 22 and 35 guys really bright so this you know the promoter uh, pramod hegde really smart guy so he set up this uh, venture called bro for you out of bangalore and wanted to service the consumer services market like you know aapko maid chahiye aapko driver chahiye passport chahiye all these different things that you know ab chahiye in india mein you know this is picking up so urban clap is one got really well funded uh, house joy was the other one right services so this guy again everyone has this vision ki yaar we we want to create an empire we want to have thousands of people who want to employ 5 6000 you know it'll be really, really exciting and everything so we sat down and we said listen you know so and we was you know, help looking for us to help you know uh, yeah. invest into him So we sat down. We said, "Listen, firstly, everyone who's heavy is actually shutting down or scaling down. Right. So don't get into that empire creation business. You want to okay. create a scalable business." Okay. So we, I, I get that that where you're coming from in terms of what kind of startups you want to invest into. But then we come back to my question sure. of the underlying funds. Sure, 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 sure. Let sure, yeah, me yeah. try that again. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, let me remind that question again. Yeah, yeah. Who the fund belongs to whom? Yeah. Yes. So. Um, the fund is set up because there's a big gap in the market where the the mid cap agents right who want to invest between 25 to 250 300 uh, and others as well right um they want to invest into tech they want to enjoy the benefits of growth and you know but they're not getting that they know just mutual funds or property mm. right they want to test it but they so this is platform is created to fill that gap and really help them with a platform where they understand there's a you know team that's well informed about the space who can make these decisions so it's a community fund right where people will invest into and will be invested into the asian euro corridor or india uk corridor more specifically right so it gets them that tech investment but also uh, so just so community to, is it on i mean anybody can jump onto that fund or yes. is that something you pick and choose on anyone Okay. Accredited investors, basically, right? So someone who uh, ha- is qualified to be an investor, right? And uh, they understand the risks about investment. You know, startups is a risky business, but mm-hmm. the potential gains can be well. So ideally, um, yeah, uh, anyone can invest. But as Gora mentioned, we would look for uh, sophisticated investors uh, who mm-hmm. are aware of the risks. Because what happens is that a startup. um you know generally can give you maybe five times the returns so let's say if you invested 10000 it can give you five times the returns 
it can even give you 100 times the returns if required if the valuation went like you know if it was a vwork which now achieved a, over a billion valuation or if it was an airbnb which it was in a nascent stage and if you would have invested in it has received amazing valuation now so you know your 10000 would be actually worth 100000 now um so so in principle uh, some anyone can invest 10000 as well but that money can go completely to zero as well because startups do bust as well right mm-hmm. so that is very important that you know people who are investing understand that that you know this money is not a guaranteed return mm-hmm. uh, it is a very high return but it's a potential at risk as well and therefore um, people what they do is um, you know they some of some of the investments are um, protected by uh, seed enterprise investment scheme yeah. which is seis or eis not all of our uh, startups are seicis but some of them are so what that means is that you know some of the investors get a tax break as well so if i've invested let's say uh, 50 grand into into the fund then you would get a 25 grand um, uh, tax mm-hmm. benefit but if i let's say for arguments like i'm an investor mm-hmm. if i'm putting money into a fund do i know if i'm investing into a startup or am i just investing into a fund uh, as an umbrella yes and then you decide where that money go and say so uh, whether you segregate that into various startups yeah. or you just put into one yeah so we have in control there yeah so we have uh, two types of investors again uh, investor number 1 which is very savvy of what he's trying to do and he understands the market very well and therefore he might say that nayan i have i understand that you know you're in, investing in this corridor in the uk corridor and therefore i'm very happy for you to uh, you know invest into this particular business uh, we don't encourage such investments because what happens is then you are putting all your eggs in one basket mm. um however you know if the guy wants to absolutely just invest into that one business we wouldn't say no we just have a uh, special other forms and terms and conditions that they need to complete ideally we would ask you know even if you are an expert to spread your risks which everyone should ideally do so therefore you know you would ideally want to spread your risk by investing into three to four startups mm-hmm. and that's what we try to do you know so we are not trying to say that okay uh, gagans uh, 50000 we'll just put into this one startup we'll put it into four startups sure. uh, in different stages uh, in different so that you know your portfolio is balanced basically in terms of you know the amount Uh, somewhere okay. you might get 10x return some might somewhere you might get zero or you might lose the oh. money but at least it balances the entire portfolio for you so your chances of a decent return are higher yeah. uh, rather than a one to one risk is lower ha ah, absolutely diversification also okay. Yeah. okay now let's assume i am a startup how do i reach you guys right so again our website is jpn.co right you know we can we you know we are very active in all the corridors right a lot of tech events uh, uh, but you know we are happy to share our details so just send us an email yeah. and we will you know and you we conduct a dragons den so we are yeah, we constantly so we are pitched to and we we are invited to a lot of these investor events you know and we, we are in the venture panels we are constantly pitched to and you know where it makes sense we you know uh, invest or we we will help so we are not a typical dragons den yeah. i would say uh, where, so i have had so many startups so so we are in vwork right now right the reason why we are at vwork is because uh, you know it is a very friendly environment for startups here and they don't feel that you know you're coming into an environment where you know investors going to ask you such difficult questions that you know whether you're going to get money or not so the whole thing is that when a when a startup is coming to meet us it could be just for advice as well maybe they're too early in their so i'll just give you an example we just had one of the startups that had come 
a month ago and they had a brilliant idea um, and um, they said that you know we want 150000 pounds uh, for our business uh, and we are happy to give you uh, 35 to 40% stake so now as an investor i am like you know if i was a dragon i would just go ahead and i would just put 150 straight away and i would take 35 40% stake but instead of doing that what i told them is that guys you know why don't you spend another 6 months you you are like there are four entrepreneurs why don't you put in 10 15000 of your own money and you scale the business get three four big clients on your in your portfolio and you know validate the project uh, validate the product uh, do a little bit more work and then once you have those people in and you know you have done some client traction in 6 months time uh, and you have raised some revenues Uh, you actually for the same amount of money you might actually need to just give maybe 10% or 20% equity mm. so you know what you're trying to do is for the 150000 you're actually parting away with lot more equity uh, and and then you know we showed them what are the business plan what are the other things that you need to look at as a business mm. have you done this you know like they said that they have these three four clients but do you actually have confirmed orders not yet so those are the kind of things that you know we need to we go through with them uh in a friendly way obviously and trying mm-hmm. to understand so so that they understand what it really is and then after 6 months they can come back to us when they you know are a bit more confident with like you know a proper track record right. and then you know we would invest into them as well so they came here to get get, get an investment of 150k but what they got is advice that's yes. what and i think so see, and and sometimes you know that which is, is fine yeah I mean, which is very critical right you, so you we need, don't invest in an idea to mentor or someone yeah, yeah. and we give pro bono advice all the time we yeah. are really good in bringing together strategic alliances right yeah. so if they want great product but they are finding it hard to get into the right clients yeah. we will enable that as well right right so we play different roles right you know sometimes investment we don't invest in desperation right we invest in in the right thought process and we know where we can come in if it's an idea i have a concept even a hazard happy to have a chat and bounce off but till there is some degree of validation that we feel is comfortable you know we wouldn't risk any any investor money into it yeah and the other important thing that we look at when someone comes to us is uh, the person behind the startup you know it is very important that whoever we are investing in at the end of the day you are investing into people yeah. yes ideas are great but someone needs to execute that idea uh, in the right way so you know who is the person behind it and who is the team behind it if you are a single person coming up with a brilliant idea then i don't think you know we we are right uh, people to back you we need someone who is a good team um, and you know has at least some experience um, of doing something mm. Um, earlier you mentioned about you know you gave an example of Airbnb and Uber, which is interesting uh, example that yes they are tech companies but their underlying sectors are not technology so to speak. Yeah. Um, when you are investing into such tech companies, you obviously need to understand the underlying sector that they are investing or you know that they, if the the technology would sit on top so to speak. Do you have in house those kind of expertise uh, where those kind of sectors would be? um you know research so to speak and how how do you vet that that technology would actually help that sector so i think i mean i come from a tech background right scalability i've looked at lots of big projects for small project big pro- projects for large yeah. clients right so so you know and we have a lot of experience as we said and we've seen a lot of startups right all shapes and sizes so there's a degree of scalability basic things components work around mm-hmm. then we have experts and we have absolutely have people on our team 
who are advisors who you know based on the subject you know we pull in they give advice and they are you know again senior leaders in their own space you know zero doubts on anyone mm-hmm. who will search them right so they're very very credible people i think so from that perspective we always validate with other others as mm-hmm. well if this is good when we invest we always we are not leading around and we co-invest so there are other investors who would also think this is a lovely idea to invest in because then the effort is also shared right they also make it try and make a success mm-hmm. so we rely on a lot of this co-investment and we have a good consortium of say investors uh, who we you know if we like something we'll take to them if they like something mm-hmm. they'll bring to us yeah. but, but coming uh, coming back to the question uh, in terms of uh, do we have the expertise so you know as gaurav mentioned earlier we have eight partners right so some of them are ex bankers uh, one of them is chief economist mm-hmm. uh, you know people who are from private equity you know i so like you know i can just say that i have been working with companies like rolls royce siemens you know we have done mega billion dollar transactions mm-hmm. as part of many teams so we have a lot of wealth of experience uh, between our team between the management to first of all see that and then uh, and, and the background you know we have people who are extremely you know so for example you know we had another uh, a fintech business uh, who is trying to uh, you know work uh, and change the way the entire financial services is operated right now so i would say that you know maybe i don't have the expertise in terms of how barclay operates internally or how hsbc operates internally but then we got someone who is extremely senior from one of those banks who understands the bank inside out how their internal transactions work how the external transactions work and that guy will sit with us on that uh, startup as an advisory and will evaluate it with us together and if we feel comfortable on that then we'll go ahead and invest that's very interesting yeah. so okay so follow up question on that how do you then calculate the valuation of that firm before agreeing on investing and taking whatever equity percentage that you decide on so how do you say the idea is good but what is the price tag on that so i think um uh, you know it's a very tricky question what we look at we don't look at very early stage you know i have an idea kind of you know extreme analysis we look at situations where they are more growth stage they are usually a comparable in the market we don't look at silly valuation but we also are very very keen to make sure the promoters hold enough equity which keeps them excited because it is not about this round you have to raise multiple rounds and they have to have a long you know 4 5 years 6 years 7 years for exit so you should keep them act, uh, uh, happy but also mm-hmm. give us enough incentive we look at a lot of co investors you know and we collectively agree a number uh, which we feel is more palatable but keeps them excited and keeps us happy as well but just a general guidance for people who might be looking at valuations you know you look at the product uh, you look at the team so these are some of the thing that you look at for valuations then you look at customers how many customers you know that is very important you can't just come and say that i have zero customer then my valuation is 10 million you know so then you need to definitely have some customers and then you know what is your profit or you know what is your top line or you know your ebitda so those are the kind of things mm-hmm. that we look at uh, in terms of reaching a certain amount of valuation and also very important is that if you have already raised a round of money let's say like you know if you raised your angel round at a certain valuation then from there on you know how much business have you done have you like you know grown exactly. your business two times three times and very accordingly important. accordingly we will like you know raise the valuation two times three times yeah i, I think people generally think ki oh it's a 200 billion market 500 billion market that market potential has nothing to do with your your mm-hmm. your you know again 
so it's very yeah, company specific can actually penetrate into the market and what share you will get absolutely wow i think we've discussed so many exciting things and we can probably have another half an hour of podcast easily but i think one question that i really have to ask and forgive me for this but um under the current political scenario you mentioned nayan that this people see uk as an easy access to europe but we've had the brexit it's reality we all have to live with yeah what are the implications and i believe brexit has also led to some fca regulations kicking in as well which has prompted a lot of investors to you know change course what are your thoughts where is it all heading is it heading more towards india or coming back this way still so um we are you know investing in the indo uk corridor right so at the moment our focus is only on the uk and india uh, as we speak and therefore you know brexit as such re- doesn't really affect what we are trying to do because the businesses that we are looking at um, you know are not just fintech businesses there are other businesses as well which are growing in the uk uh, as a business but then they are spreading globally right so europe is not the only market and and you know asia if asia is the market for them important market then that's the businesses that we are targeting or we are you know very keen and focused on using uh, you know investing into so and it's the other way around as well so from india if the businesses are coming to uk as a point uh, for growing business and that's the businesses we are interested into so brexit uh, does make a a difference to businesses which are maybe only uk centric and looking to do a lot of business with europe yeah. but for us uh, at the moment it's not a big concern uh, actually i i would say i would flip it and say there we don't see a, a downside we actually see a major upside because uk is investing like crazy into the indian uk corridor mm-hmm. and these are two really big tech hubs right so they are mm-hmm. you know as a london mayor is bringing people over to the uk and constantly we are seeing so there is a lot of traction actually in and uk making it much easier for people to raise money and be this uh, thriving place of startups is actually going to go better right? that's so. really encouraging to hear and i think uh, i'd like to end with some free advice just because we can what according to you will be the key points to bear in mind for anyone who's starting up a business and you can take example and explain to us maybe in a business you invested in that didn't quite work that well or not as you expected and what are the key learning points from that just things to bear in mind it could be as general or as specific as possible i think one free advice that i would like to give to everyone is my personal story where you know um i could have easily just you know worked very well with the cor- in the corporate environment where i was working with the ceo and reporting directly to the ceo and i was i was a high flying uh, employee um and i actually left that and i started something which i wanted to because i felt that you know this is where my passion is and i think everyone if they can get an opportunity should try and do that you know you should follow your passion and at least what that will do is that it will give you that opportunity where you know you tried something uh, and if it didn't work out you always can go back to a job right so but if it works out then you know you have a so story like jpin where you know nayan and gorov we start we started as a business uh, we didn't know what we were going to do and 10 years down the line we have our own fund we are investing into businesses so you know that's a good uh, example of uh, you know following your own passion and you know give it a go 
I might get you on globalization yes. on a podcast as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I, I would like to say thank you to both of you for uh, a the beers and also your cider, time. Cider, cider, cider. Sorry, <laughs> uh, beer wasn't beer. working. Yeah. So cider and uh, your time and uh, um, educate us on on venture capitalists and and the fund that you 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 set up for UK India quarter. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, and I would say thank you, Gagan. And but you, so. uh, because it is amazing that you know the the kind of work that you guys are doing. Yeah. Uh, great work. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having us. No. Hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. You can catch all upcoming episodes on the website globalize-asian.co.uk or via your iOS or Android devices. Also, if you wish to join us as a speaker and share your story. Please do drop us a message via the contact form on the website.